Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast, brought to you by HarperCollins Publishers. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Hi, it's Lainey from the Library Love Fest marketing team. Every month, the library team sets down on Facebook Live and presents new upcoming titles. This is the audio from our August presentation. If you'd like to see the full video, you can go to our website, librarylovefest.com, and check out our video archive. Enjoy! Hello, Facebook, and welcome to Book Studio 16. We are here live with our library marketing team. They've got some great books they're going to talk about today. And if you ask a question, leave a comment, you'll be entered to win all these books they're talking about. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Okay. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm the director of library marketing at HarperCollins Publishers. Hello. I'm Chris Connolly. I am the library marketing associate at HarperCollins. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> For just 99 cents a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lainey Mays, and I'm the library marketing assistant. And as seen on TV, all these books can be yours. Just send in a comment or a question. So um, we're really excited to talk about these books. Um, uh, it's our last summer. It's our last summer Facebook Live. Fear not, we'll be back in September uh, with another one. But um, so hence the Hawaiian shirt and the Irish tan, also sunburn. Um, um, so. So we thought it would be fun to have a beverage today and make it a nice summery drink. So this is um, this is sent in by Donna Wilder, who is a fan of Facebook of of Library Love Fest on Facebook Live, and uh, she has sent in her Cosmo uh, recipe. So um, this is uh, Wilder's Wild Cosmo, and I have tested this recipe, and it did. And it does make one wild. Um, so we've already put some in here, but just for a demo, gonna make another and add it in here to our little penguin. Um, and uh, and so, okay. First of all, let's show Donna Wilder before. This is Donna before holding her her Cosmo, her Wilder Wild Cosmo, and this is Donna after uh, having her uh, Cosmo. How, we don't know how many she actually had when this picture was taken. <laughs> So we think we thank her for this. Uh, this is lovely. Um, you know, listen, whatever floats your boat, it's okay. Um, <laughs> we, no judgment. Um, but we think it would be fun if if everybody sent in um, drink recipes. So from now until you know next uh, in a couple of weeks from now, we're going to do our next Facebook Live. So if you send in a, a drink recipe, along with a picture of yourself, just like Ms. Wilder did before, during, or after consumption of said drink. We'll put it up on our website, as this will be in a few, well, after we're done with this. And, uh, and also, we'll show your picture, and we'll say your name, and we'll send you uh, a, a complimentary box of books for s taking the time to send in your drink. So if we drink it, you get books. So think about that. All right. Now, um, so Wilder's, Wilder, uh, Wilder's Wild Cosmo. Chris, do you want to read the directions to me? Yeah, absolutely. You have to keep texting that because it's going to go off. Every first <laughs> and foremost, 
Pinky's up. <laughs> Pinky's up. All right. Uh, let's see. A half ounce of fresh lime juice. Thank you. One ounce cranberry juice. Hello. Also, cranberry juice is good for what else, you ladies? You know what I'm talking about. How much of this? An, an ounce? An ounce, yes. Lolly, Yes. Uh, half ounce control. I don't know. It's French. How much of this? A half ounce. A half ounce. <laughs> Looks like water, but doesn't taste like it. You know what I'm saying? All right. What else and we then got? Then a generous <laughs> one and wine. a half ounce of vodka citron. Citron, which citron. you think means citrusate. Okay, so one and a half. So yes. one. Holy Christmas wow, we're pushing tree! This to the limits. And a half. Now we already have enough in this penguin uh, to feed an army. So, but we wanted to um, show you what uh, how to do it. You know, because we like to make a drink. All right. <laughs> Uh, where's the penguin head? Penguin head, there. All right, now, in a perfect world, we would shake this up, but Scooter, who we love, and who is the cameraman, will kill us if this Cosmo goes flying all over the studio. <laughs> so I think we'll just gently do that. <laughs> These ice cubes came from Queens. <laughs> no joke. All right, now, we'll get, but really, you know, to be professional, you gotta shake it really hard, but again. Sue, so do you go in and order this and say, I just want it lightly stirred. Lightly stirred. Oh, Here we it go. It doesn't pour through that. Oh, it doesn't? It doesn't, no, we always oh. think that, but then. That is such a bummer. I know. Okay, here we go. Ooh, beautiful and pink. Look at that, I think wow. we got a winner. Look at this. It's supposed to come with a garnish, but they didn't have any, appropriate garnishes at the 24-hour bodega that I went to. So, look how pretty that looks. That's such a perfect morning mm. drink. <laughs> and if I can offer a toast from the comments, Donna Wilder says, cheers to the best library love fest trio. Aww. And she also says more vodka. More vodka. <laughs> Don't worry, there's plenty in there from this morning. Behind the scenes. Behind yeah. the scenes, right. <laughs> well, here's to you. Cheers. Your pinky's up. And thank you, Donna. And um, we hope you all had a wonderful summer. And we will see you again in the fall with another drink that hopefully you all will supply us with. This is very good. Aouga! Ah. <laughs> That'll do it. Bye-bye. You don't need any more vodka. It's great <laughs> the way it is. That's really good. That's delicious. It's hot in here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So now we're going to talk about some books. Mm. Who's going first? Hmm. Who's, um, excited? Who's excited? I can go. All right. Lanny, Manny, Maze. When you drink on. too much and you ask yourself, am I dying the next day? <laughs> 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 so this book is by the doctors Mark Eisenberg and Dr. Christopher Kelly. They are doctors that were, they're cardiologists that work at Columbia University Med Center. And they wanted to write a book that wasn't a lot of, like, jargon, but it was funny. And, I mean, everybody, it's for, like, the hypochondriac in your life. But it's also a great resource. So it's split up in three sections. It's Take a Chill Pill, 
make an appointment or go to the ER. So for take a chill pill, they just break down different things that you might see like a headache or if you're having like um, arm pain on the left side and all of these things. So for take a chill pill, they give some things that are happening and they're like, okay, this is not gonna, it's not a big deal. You're fine, this is normal. And then for make an appointment, it's okay, maybe see your doctor, but probably fine too. You'll just get some medicine and then go to the ER is, yeah, you might be dying. <laughs> so go to the ER. But this, it's just, people ask that and they Google. My, I read the first few pages in it on it. Um, what am I saying? What is in this? So um, I just really like that it said, of course you could just Google your symptoms. By the way, where did Dr. Google go to med school? So it's the same kind of thought. Um, I was reading the it's great because you can kind of skip around and i really like that but it's got quick consults too so it's not only if you're asking like um certain things like is this bad is this happening to me you can i just liked that it had different things to look out for if someone's talking about you can say actually that's normal i don't know it's really mm. cool i think it's gonna be a great resource you don't have to read it chronologically and um it could be a gift for someone that asks you this all the time um, I know several of our librarians have asked for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're yes, they very are. excited about it. So, And it's kind of like just how to stay healthy in general, too. So, it's a great resource. I was out sick all this week, came in only today for Facebook Live, and I wanted this book in the worst way because I'm sure I was dying. <laughs> Maybe a little dramatic. I only had a cold. But anyway, major, major book for us, hearing lots of wonderful things about mm -hmm. this. Like and it's funny. Said, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's really a great resource. Yeah, I think it definitely fills a void that people, that's what they're looking for. Like it's not too serious, but it is still helpful, like genuinely helpful. So and sometimes it's like, calm down. Yeah. And other times it's like, 911. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sore throat, one of them. You oh. can find out if you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Christopher. All right. Should next? I go? Yes. Uh, okay. So. This is one I've spoken about a few times, but I, I, it's just, I think it's a significant book for fans of the fantasy genre. It's Vita Nostra by Marina and Sergei Diachenko. So this was originally published in Russian. They're a Russian uh, co-author co duo. Uh, they've published over 28 novels, um, and they are very prolific within the fantasy genre. Um, actually, Lev Grossman, who wrote the Magicians series, uh, actually finds them incredibly influential. And it's a very strange and dark fantasy novel. Lainey, I think you put it well on Twitter once. It was kind of like Harry Potter, but far weirder and darker and more Russian. Uh, very, <laughs> and it really is, like the language is very stark, this translation, I think it's the definitive release of this book. Um, but it follows this young woman who's kind of graduated from the equivalent of high school in Russia, and she's approached by this very strange man who um, offers her a chance to attend this little-known school out in the middle of this tiny town in Russia. Uh, and the curriculum is beyond description, essentially. So she takes this opportunity, she travels to this small, very atmospheric little town where all the residents aren't sure what's happening in this school, all they know is that uh, students progressively become more detached and strange and absent-minded, um, like they're in a different world. And as you follow this young woman and she becomes more and more involved in this curriculum, you discover 
well, like the word, the the books that they're studying don't make sense, and they're it's all incredibly challenging and beyond beyond reason. Essentially, it, it breaks down the borders of what's real and what isn't, um, and it's incredibly strange. And the powers that they unlock are they're I, I, the way I think of it is what would happen if you actually discovered magic and you became less and less human? Like, what would that do to your mind? Um, and I, I love how they explore that kind of like you break down in your humanity and you become something unknown. And it's it's very, again, it's dark, but there is some humor in it as well. It's really interesting to think about because she kind of pushes the limits as she goes. Yes. And like anyone reading would be like, get out of there. Like you yeah. don't know these people. And so, but it's interesting to think like, Harry Potter, that's the same thing, mm -hmm. and like what you would actually do in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's just, yeah, brilliant and dark. And I'll read Lev Grossman's quote because I think it um, really puts this in context. Um, I was stunned by Vita Nostra, not just by the story, which was a revelation to me in itself, but also by the vividness and fluency and power of Hersey's translation. Vita Nostra has become a powerful influence on my own writing. It's a book that has the potential to become a modern classic of its genre, and I couldn't be more excited to see it get the global audience in English it so richly deserves. Thank you, Lev Grossman. That's 100%. I agree. Um, for our fans of Catherine Arden's The Bear and the Nightingale, and again, of course, Lev Grossman's Magicians, this is for you. A major fantasy release. This is coming November 13th. Uh, so let me know if you want to read it. We'll send you a galley, because um, I absolutely love it. Just a very, it's an experience. So. Ooh. It's translated really well. Yes. Yes. Translated really well. Fine. A fine translation. A fine translation. Much like a fine cosmopolitan. I think he's up. Now then, I shall do a presentation of a title. And then... This is Alistair Cook. Coming to you from Masterpiece Theatre. And then we're going to have a guest editor come in and talk to you about a book that's gonna knock your socks off. Okay, so may I have someone do the? Um, I got you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Okay, she's back, Adriana Trigiani, uh, the author of seventeen books, movies. She's amazing. You all know her. Um, <clears throat> she's a book coming out in November, November twentieth, and it's called Tony's Wife. And this is set in the 1940s, the big band era. There's some really great, colorful, unforgettable characters in this book. Um, it's about these two uh, kids in the, uh, who meet in the Jersey Shore as, as you know, they're kids. Um, and they, um, they both love music. They're Italian-American uh, kids, and it's right before World War II. They're obsessed with music. He's a singer. She writes songs, and she sings with her sisters in a band, and she is um, quite, quite the, quite you know, business savvy. She has a head for business and uh, good with money, and he's kind of a ladies' man. And this is their story about how they get together and how music is the thing that uh, is their common denominator. Um, and uh, they, it takes you from Jersey to to Vegas to Hollywood. And their star rises. They're really good, these two, but and they fall in love. Um, and so um, it's it's sort of epic and sweeping. And it and um, he is um, he's he he gets famous. He's not not Sinatra famous. More like you know a little a little lesser known, uh, like Jack Jones. I don't know if anybody remembers 
um, Jack Jones. But anyway, sort of like that. But um, and his father is you know not happy with um, with uh, with with um, the direction that he's taking his life in because he doesn't really think that this is the way to go. Um, to kick him out of the house. So there's a lot of it's fraught with a lot of that you know traditional Italian um, sort of family values and at that time you know it was like get a job and you know the father worked in a factory and this is what you do and this guy's like nah I'm gonna go out I'm gonna you know make my fortune with her and uh and so anyway this is their story and they they do fall in love as I say and get married and have children and that's where actually things start to go in different they start to go in different directions because you have a family now and you have children and um and uh you know somebody's got to watch these kids and there's resentment and um so it doesn't it it, so that's kind of where they they sort of go their their separate ways. I don't want to give too much away. I'll just say that she is because she's the mother of his children, and they always had this this deep love for each other. She's always going to be Tony's wife. So um, that's it in a nutshell. And um, you know what can I say? Adriana Trigiani, anything she touches turns to gold. But really, such you know, there's great music throughout the book. You know, books that, I mean, songs that she, that uh, Chi-Chi, that's the, the woman in the story, that she writes. And so there's stanzas in there, and, and it's just, the whole page, the whole book is just filled with pages of songs. So it's, it's, you really are there, and it's, she's really, really captured it well. So that's Tony's Wife by Adriana Trigiani. We love her. Yes. We've got so much love for her in the comments, too. Um, Jen says, Adriana Trigiani is larger than life, and so are her books and characters. Yes, and she is a phenomenal speaker. So, um, you know, she's a big personality. She's a big name, and it has high expectations for big turnouts. If there's anybody out there who's listening who says, oh, I, I actually have an event that might be right for her, because there will be, a, because you can, you know, sort of attract a large audience, call me because um, she's a wonderful presenter, but again, really great with a big audience. So that's uh, Tony's wife, Adriana Trigiani, coming out in November. And now, Lainey's switching out, and in comes Megan Lynch. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, Megan. How are it's you? so exciting to be here. Editorial Director of Echo. Yes. Did I get that right? You did, indeed. Um, so I'm the editorial director of Echo, and I've edited books there like The Nest by Cynthia Sweeney, No One Is Coming to Save Us by Stephanie Powell Watts, The Hearts of Men by Nicholas Butler. We love. And now, Good. Bowl Away by Elizabeth McCracken, um, which is coming out in February. And I thought it might be fun to tell you guys a little bit of the backstory of how I got to publish this book before talking about it a bit mm -hmm. more. Um, and so when I first started in publishing, I read, which I won't say how long ago that was, <laughs> A Lady Never Tells Her Age, um, I, I read a novel called The Giant's House, which some of you might remember because, well, most wonderfully, it's about a librarian. Um, and it was one of those life-changing books that you remember as a reader forever, and it really influenced me as an editor. I continued to follow Elizabeth's work over the years, and she was this, you know, untouchable favorite writer for me. Um, and then lo and behold, many, many years later, I'm sitting here in my office at Echo, and I get a call from her agent saying, I have a new novel from Elizabeth McCracken, 
and I almost fell out of my chair. I was so excited. I was also nervous because there I was um, getting to read before anyone else a new novel from one of my favorite writers um, for the first time. And so excitingly, it was everything I hoped it would be. Um, it is the story of several generations of this New England family um, who own and operate a candle pin bowling alley. And it it's all starts with this woman named Bertha Truitt, who is one of the most incredible characters I've ever read, um, who claims to have invented candle pin bowling, which may be, may be true or, or not true, like a lot of things about Bertha. And it only gets wilder and more fascinating from there. Um, it, you know, it goes over a period of many, many years. And it's a novel about a family, it's a novel about bowling, but I think more than anything else, it's a novel about inheritance. So it's about the people we inherit, the things we inherit, um, what they give to us, the, the good things they give to us, and also the burdens of that. Um, and she's so smart about that. Um, but more than anything, Elizabeth is a funny writer. Um, so this book is dark and funny and strange, but sweet and absorbing. Um, a lot of, you know, when people ask me about what Elizabeth's style is like as a writer, I often describe her as sort of the, the halfway point between George Saunders and Ann Patchett, who are other writers of her generation. Um, and, you know, I think with this novel, she is, is bringing herself right up among them. Um, and I'm so excited to be publishing it and so excited to get to work with you guys, um, getting it out into the world and I hope all of you get a chance to read it and enjoy it. We have our beautiful ARES. Um, we're going to be doing a lot for Elizabeth um, around the time of publication, so um, you know, get ready to hear a lot more about this book. A lot of excitement bubbling in library land, I can assure you, and you're not the only one who loved her previous novel and eagerly anticipating it, so. Yeah, I don't know about her Facebook presence, but if you're on Twitter, she is an amazing presence on Twitter, hilarious. Um, and so I, I highly recommend following her Twitter account. We will. <laughs> the Library of Fest will come to Elizabeth McCracken, I assure you. So, yes, thank you so much, Megan, for oh, coming and, my and presenting. And as you know, I've, I've commented how, how much I love the books that you buy and edit. It's always a pleasure to hear you speak about them. Um, well, it is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having yes, me. Yes, and congrats on your inaugural Tiki I know. Well, visit. I hope I hope I'll be invited to come back. Uh, one hundred percent. We'll see you again soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks. We've also got Miriam chiming in. Um, we're also republishing her first book of stories. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? Thank you, Miriam. Miriam Parker, I'd imagine. Yes. Miriam Parker, uh, the one, the only. Um. So, that is Elizabeth McCracken. So everyone, again, anything we talk about here, if we have galleys and, and, and you want to get a read in and you prefer physical paper galley, let us know. We'll send it to you. Um, because, yeah, we want to get your reads. We want to get your reactions. Um, and uh, we want your love. First and above all else, we want your love. Um, Virginia had to step out again. She's battling a cold and she's coughing, and, and but she's here for us and she 
she made the trek to get here and make these delicious cosmopolitans yeah. so she'll be back rest assured um but we'll continue talking about books because that's what we're here to do I know, um, a few. A, no, few? a few you might like. Yeah, yeah, we have we have some up our sleeves. It's hard to fit a book up your sleeve, but we, we did it. So For you. For you. For you, my sleeves are all loose and book shaped. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Hey V, how are you feeling? Oh, just dandy. 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 Sorry about that, kids. It's a really strong cosmopolitan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um so sorry that I was coughing while her she did her presentation, which was so great. She's, you know, it's great to hear from the editors because, you know, we love our books, but editors put their butts on the line to go buy these books, you know, and so I mean they're so passionate about them, and I think, I think it's really cool every so often to just get an editor in here, to talk about to talk about their books, um, their acquisitions. It also gives us a chance to go have a coughing fit. <laughs> we also have. The podcast with more editors debuted. We mm. have Editors Unedited, our new series that we're, we've debuted, and you can find that on SoundCloud. We've had a few editors, and we have a few coming at you. Yeah, a lot in the pipeline. Oh, it's such a cool thing. You know, <laughs> our editors are so excited about coming on and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about their books and. Um, so definitely check it out. Lucia Macro, is that, that one's up, right? Yeah. You want to talk about that for one second? Yeah, so our editor, Lucia, from William Morrow, she cool. came in to speak about some books she had coming up, but she also it was is a former librarian. She has her degree. And so she really gave a good spin on things like reader's advisory and things like that. A lot of her books have PS sections, so she kind of highlighted those. Hmm. And she, she really is a really big champion for her books and she she did an amazing job you should go check it out yeah she's great mm -hmm. it's the last episode that was put up so that you can just go to library love fest yeah and then on the right hand side it'll say podcast and you can go or you can go straight to soundcloud either way soundcloud type in library love so. fest what yeah. Yeah. who's going next uh, I can go okay yeah, can go. yeah I'll go um, so I have one that a lot of people um, in library land we had Heartstone, which came out a couple years back in, if anyone's read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, this is Pride and Prejudice and Dragons. So it's this really fantastic fan, um, fantasy world um, where dragons live alongside us along with other fantastical creatures. So the next, and that was actually a library reads pick when it came out, so librarians loved it. Um, and the next one, the sequel, Dragon Shadow, this is by L. Catherine White, is coming November 20th. Um, and this, again, is for fans of Austin's uh, Pride and Prejudice, uh, where you have this main character, El Eliza. Um, so for anyone who loved Lizzie Bennet, uh, Eliza's very much like her, intelligent and resourceful and brave. Um, but she also faces a wealth of challenges in this fantasy world where basically there's good, there's the humans and their dragon counterparts. There's a very close relationship there. Uh, but there's also very dark forces at play in this kingdom, and it's a really well fleshed out fantasy world. This, if you haven't read Pride and Prejudice, that's okay because these novels stand on their own. They're just incredibly well written and thought out, and the world building is perfect. Uh, but again, all the, I, I've discussed this before. World building is great. It's a nice kind of like a buzz term, 
but it doesn't really matter if your characters are flat or not relatable. Um, but in this case, uh, Eliza is incredibly relatable and um, brave, and again, someone you want to follow through this world. And this kind of picks up, uh, I like kind of how this is, this is set up, where if anyone was, wanted to continue reading the Pride and Prejudice world after the wedding, this is a, kind of the equivalent in this fantasy world. So uh, there's the wedding, and now there are further dark forces at play, but still follows kind of the storytelling elements of Austen's Pride and Prejudice. So again, it's so much fun, again, for fans of Jane Austen or not, it doesn't matter. It's gonna really satisfy a ton of readers as long as you're a fantasy fan. Um, so, so much fun, I loved this. Again, coming November 20th, I don't think we've mentioned library reads yet. A lot of these books are going to be publishing around November and beyond. Um, and if you, you're probably familiar with library reads, just uh, do know that the voting deadline for November is going to be in September. September. Thank you, V. September 20th. Uh, so I hope you do give it a read. And again, let me know. Oh, I think I have, I haven't even shown you the it's jacket yet, which is too. a crime. <coughs> so here is Dragon Shadow. And Lainey said there was, ah, and here's the first book, Heartstone. So. Give them a read. Again, this is coming November, so a little bit of a wait, but you can get the e-galley now. Um, yeah, so many good fantasy books in store for us. So I have another one that I know a lot of, I'm not gonna say anything yet, I'll hold it, but. Well, um, you'll say something hit. eventually, right? I'll, I'll say something Leave eventually, but more. it involves a certain kind of malleable. Malleable? malleable. Am I saying that right? Uh, metal. Oh my God! Is brass valuable? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go? Did I miss a lot? No. Oh, okay. There were explosions. <laughs> you can do <laughs> whatever you would like. I'm so sorry. I'll go as long as I can. And when I drop dead, well, I'll just go book and look at that book. Am I dying? And I go. I guess I did. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh. Change of pace here. This is a very serious book. This is Prisoner by Jason Rezaian. Um Jason Rezaian, um was uh, the bureau chief um, for the Washington Post, the Tehran bureau chief for the Washington Post. And this is a story, his story, uh, about um, being arrested under really sort of sham false pretenses um, because he was used as political leverage during the Iran nuclear deal negotiations. Um, some of you may have heard of this. Um, there was a huge, um, he had a lot of contacts. This is actually an Anthony Bourdain book. He had a relationship. He, he was on Anthony Bourdain's show. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that may have actually helped with his release uh, later on because he did have such visibility to um, so many people. Uh, there, was a, there was a social media campaign to get him released. And ultimately, he was released. Um, but um, it was 2014, and he was arrested by uh, Iranian police, and he was accused of spying uh, for America, which uh, he was not. These charges were just not true. He was reporting more on human interest stories and political analysis. Um, and as I said, he even served as a guide for Anthony Bourdain's uh, Parts Unknown. So he originally thought the whole thing was just a misunderstanding, and then you know, it became very clear that no, it wasn't, and he was going to jail. And he spent 544 days in an Iranian prison. He talks about his confinement, this bogus trial that they put him on, you know, and, and, and 
the real reason that he he knew why he was there that as I say he was being used for a uh, political leverage during this uh, Iran um, nuclear deal negotiations. So he talks about the interrogations while he was in jail. He talks about his childhood. He grew up in California um, and uh, his father was Iranian. Uh, he was a, a rug merchant. He talks about his wife. Uh, he talks about his, you know, his entire life and, and tells what it was like in there too on the other side. Awful, really awful. But now it's a, it's a story that's not been told before. And so um, the book goes on sale in January 22nd. And you, but you know you can you can Google him Google him with Anthony Bourdain and you'll see this wonderful conversation that they had he you find a lot of him online he's a really really intelligent um, man I love to listen to him he's uh, uh, just sheds light on a world that you don't really know I mean he he loves he loves that part of the world he holds uh, no um, uh, he he doesn't hold uh, any uh, any grudge I mean he's you know he, he he's of that world. Uh, through his through his, his heritage, and so his just to listen to him, to listen to Anthony Bourdain, um, is really quite wonderful. So you can Google just Google uh, Jason uh, Rezaian and Anthony Bourdain, and you'll get a good uh, glimpse of what he's like as a person. Naturally, that was before this uh, imprisonment, but you just get a sense of who he is. So much on him, and uh, just a brilliant guy. So um, and unfortunately, went through a horrific uh, time there. So that's Prisoner by Jason Rezaian, and that goes on sale in January. Wait, I'd say one quote. John Kerry, 68th Secretary of State, he says, a deeply personal account of one journalist's determination to find and report the truth, his fervent commitment to a free press, and his even more profound love for the family from whom he was separated. Anyway. Um, as I said, Barack Obama was involved in this. Uh, there were a lot of people, high-profile people, uh, working very hard to get him released. Okay, I'm done. Okay. okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so this is <coughs> No Exit by Taylor Adams. It's a thriller. It's kind of a terror suspense as well. Um, if you're a fan of Harlan Coben or Linwood Barclay, this is in that vein. So. Taylor Adams is a writer and director. He has two previous books, and this is his third. And it's, I just finished it and I couldn't put it down. It was creepy, but suspenseful. And you just, things kept coming and you didn't see him mm -hmm. coming. So it follows Darby Thorne, who is a college student on her way to see her mom, who is in the hospital because she has cancer. And in Colorado, she's on her way home. And they kind of have a rocky relationship. Colorado. I didn't even mean to do that. Oh, oh, nice. The book liked it too. Very um, good. And so she's on her way and she gets into a blizzard. So she can't go any further and she stops at a rest area. She's like, I'll just wait it out here. It'll be fine. And when she walks in, she sees four people, well, three and then four later, but four people in this rest area all waiting. And they say that they've been there a while and the storm is going to take forever. So she goes outside to try to get cell signal, and when she walks past one of the people's car, a big van, she thinks she imagines it, but she sees a little girl's hand in a cage, which is terrible. Horrible. And she goes back inside, and she's trying to convince herself that that's not what she saw, and she goes back to prove it, and she ends up meeting this little girl and trying to free her, and it, it just starts a chase, and she has to figure out which of these four strangers did this. And it's 
creepy and there's some dark places it hits. Darby is not really like a hero in the rest of her life, but she decides like this is something she's gonna stand up for and try to figure it out. And I think that even though it's really dark, so there's a really cool behind the book piece on Edelweiss. Um, it's just like a list and it's called 12 things I learned writing, while writing No Exit. Mm -hmm. Like suspense is about uncertainty and heroes should make mistakes. But I think it proves kind of how dark humor -y it is um, in the third one, which is nail guns can penetrate soft targets such as human flesh and distances up to 10 feet. Wait. Thanks, YouTube. Wait, nail guns? <laughs> yes. Nail guns? Yeah. And distance is up to 10 feet, and it says, thanks, YouTube. <laughs> so I think it kind of shows the dark humor in it, and he really, as you will see in the Edelweiss page, he really <coughs> went deep to research all the things that happen in the book. Um, I really enjoyed it. You don't see several twists coming, and I, in the summer, I felt very cold, because it's a blizzard, and it talks a lot about the snow. Um, so that is out in January. Sounds like things really snowball. <laughs> I'll, I'll let myself out. Um, I started uh. it too, and um, the writing, it's just really taut, and, and it, it is very pacey, and yeah. you'll, you'll be And strong up. female character, yeah. which is exciting. He writes her so well, I think. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the other characters are interesting too, and you kind of get to guess with her for a while, mm -hmm. so. And then you find things out, and you go back. I, was, I found myself like flipping back to like, wait, I missed that, so. <laughs> That is No Exit by Taylor Adams. Creep. Just a quick question for you guys based on some of these comments. We're getting so much excitement for so many of these books. Mm -hmm. So many people want galleys. How can librarians request these galleys? What should they do specifically? So, um, Send us candy. That's a way. <laughs> Speaking maybe a little weird, creepy way, but you can do it. Um, so if you want an e-galley, you can be whitelisted on Edelweiss, and you can just send us an email with your... So do you want, <clears throat> should they send it to you? Should they send it to Library Love Fest? Give them specifics. Library Love Fest <clears throat> at HarperCollins.com. Library Love Fest at HarperCollins.com. You just send an email and say, hey, want to be whitelisted for all this really great stuff you kids are talking about? Mm -hmm. And then Lainey Mayney Mays makes it happen, right? Yes. She's the whitelister. The whitelister. The whitelister. I'm thinking of this little kid in the van and the candy, and I just, I just Have a drink. I'm going to have a drink after that. There you go. You feel better. <laughs> I do. Is that, is that good? I mean, if there's anybody who is watching that you can't download a galley or you hate the e-galley, we'll try and send you a physical galley. If we have them, we'll, we'll send them to you. But obviously, it's easier um, and more economical uh, for you guys to just ask to be whitelisted and then you can get all that stuff. You don't have to keep asking every time. Once you're whitelisted, that's it. You can download to your heart's content. You don't have to ask per title, which is the way it used to be. So, but you know, if there are people out there that definitely only want a physical galley, we will do our best to get it to you. But I make no promises. Same email, right? For that. So. Same yes. email. Yeah. 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 What else? Um, should we go on a little thriller binge here? Do it. Looking at what's lined up here. Oh. Um, uh, let's see. Free fall. Do we have a free fall galley yes. here? Somewhere? The is at the bottom of your stack. Bottom stack. Here we go. All right. So we have a big a debut fall. thriller coming. Yikes! Don't knock over the booze. Okay. <laughs> My life. Here we go. Teamwork. 
Thank you. I got you, girl. Boy. This book's almost into a free fall. Oh, Christopher. I really am. Our viewers are dropping off like flies at this point. Yeah, Michael's giving me the thumbs down. (laughs) 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 All right. So, uh, this, yeah, this is a huge debut for us. Um, Kind of think, so what was a big thriller that came out this January, this past? January, Woman in the Window, I think. A little book called familiar. Woman in the Window. A little window. tiny thing. I don't yeah. know. A little blip on the screen. Yeah, just a little thing. Um, I, I've i been comping it to that. It's not, so, it's not so much of a domestic thriller like Woman in the Window, but it has that same very propulsive feel to it. And just like that, people are going to respond to this because it's so well done. I think that's ultimately, it's, it's in that vein. So it's Freefall by Jessica Berry coming January 8th. So this is a debut, uh, Jessica Berry is a pseudonym, um, and it starts off, first chapter, uh, there's a plane crash in the Colorado Rockies, more, more Rockies. Um, this is this private, this private plane, um, man and woman. The man dies, and this young woman is the sole survivor, and she's you know, going through, she's, she's obviously, you know, overwhelmed to a degree but her her survival instincts kick in and so you go through her mind it's her viewpoint and she's collecting supplies she's surveying the scene she's thinking about what her next move is and it's just like page after page after page and you're you're following along with her and then when you get to the point where you think all right she's preparing to be rescued she's gonna you know hunker down and become rescued she sets off into the wilderness and you find out that she does not want to be found she's she's running from something um, dangerous secrets that she knows and you go and then bounce to her mother who receives news that her uh, daughter who she's not really on speaking terms with uh, but her daughter is presumed dead and this mother does not believe that for a second she knows her daughter she knows she's a survivor and she's going to set off to find out what exactly is going on she believes she's alive um, so there's kind of two mysteries here there's the mystery of what does this young woman know why are there these powerful people that she's running from uh, and who are willing to kill her to keep her silent. But also, what went, what went on between this mother and daughter? Why are they not speaking? Um, so it has, again, great female central characters, um, a great relationship that slowly develops over time between this mother and daughter. But also, again, the central thriller element is just so well done. And again, the setting is fantastic as she's setting off through the wilderness and running from you know, this looming threat. Um, so again, for fans of The Woman in the Window, Laura Lippmann's Sunburn, uh, The Perfect Mother, The Woman in Cabin 10, um, this is 100% for you. And I think I have a great quote from Karen Slaughter, the Karen Slaughter. Uh, Jessica Berry's debut novel opens at full throttle and never lets up. Set aside a few hours before you open this book. Once you start reading, you won't want to stop. Listen to our friend Karen Slaughter. She's brilliant. Um, and this actually, book is on yeah, sale yeah. So next Tuesday, Pieces of Her by Karen Slaughter. Her next standalone uh, is on sale. So read this. Read Karen Slaughter. Um, just a huge book for us. So free much fall. like Sweet Little Lies, I always hear "Free Falling" in my head when I see this. Book. The song. Mm-hmm. Free falling. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Every time. I just want to add one more thing. Well, two more things. So that was. So uh, Sarah Nelson is the editor of this book, and um, she, you know, she can pick them. The um, <clears throat> the tattooist. tattooist of Auschwitz is Sarah Nelson's book, which I'm sure you've heard plenty about, um, and you'll be hearing more about that. But this book, this is a um, hundred. It's two hundred thousand announced print. That'll tell you a lot right there. And That's a debut. A, 
and yeah. a debut, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's been optioned by the same company that's for a movie deal. Uh, the same company that's doing uh, James Fry's uh, Million Little Pieces. Um, it's uh, Make Ready is the name of the company. The film rights have been sold. Um, also, uh, so that Karen Slaughter quote is great. Liv Constantine, who wrote the last Mrs. Uh, last Mrs. Parish. <coughs> I'm just going to read that quote as well. Mm -hmm. Most debut writers, thriller writers, would be happy to have one amazing story to tell. Jessica Barry's comes up with two. The way she weaves them together and will have you on the edge of your seat. Freefall is an electric mix of action and emotional drama that never stops, never slows down. And it's true. There's so much to say about this book. I mean, everybody's going on about this. So, anyway, huge book for us. Yes. Freefall. Freefall. I must cough now. Thank you. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Should I go? Yeah, you want to do <coughs> Let's different see flavors of so many different flavors of thrillers for yeah. different for flavors. Okay, yeah. here's show and tell. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is the Night Agent by Matthew Quirk. Uh, this is this is about a, a very young idealistic FBI officer who has been assigned the night shift. In the Situation Room. Hmm, I've heard about that recently. Anyway, um, in the White House. And he gets a phone call uh, that starts this desperate hunt for a Russian mole working at the highest level, level of the United States government. So this is a low-level FBI, <coughs> excuse me, FBI agent. He's got a dark family legacy. His father was accused of being, uh, working for, um, being a spy for the Russians. Um, and the woman on the phone believes that she's a witness to a murder at the hands of an assassin. So that call sets off this wild chase. Um, and it's, um, so it's all about finding this Russian mole in the White House. Um, it's just, we just got this great, uh, quote in from Michael Connolly. Uh, it says, the night agent rocks fast as hell, but with the steady hand of Matthew Quirk in control. This is a story that is impossible to put out of mind once you enter this look-over-your-shoulder shadow world. Mm -hmm. Relevant and revealing, this is one of the best thrillers to come along in years. That's Michael Connolly. Um, this is, uh, I think, um, John Grisham, David Baldacci. Um, it's, um, it's, it's got, it's, it's uh, over the top. It's got, it's got some, uh, it's very pacey. It's if you think about a three days of the Condor Marathon Man, you know those Dustin Hoffman, those you know really kind of tight, uh, like you know just kind of thriller edge of your seat kind of very fast paced, smart uh, thrillers, thriller movies, thriller books. Just just like uh, it's very tight. It's very, my toes are curling right now when I'm talking <laughs> about this. I'm not joking. Um, so Lee Child and Mar Michael Cordia. This is. Um, yeah, this is going to be a big book for us. This is um, 125,000 announced print. Um, he is the best-selling author of the of the 500, Dead Man Switch, Cold Barrel Zero, and uh, the Directive. So, um, yeah, we're we're really excited. It's quite timely, um, and um, <clears throat> didn't plan it that way, but I guess it's been like that all along. <laughs> um, so that's the Night Agent by Matthew Quirk, and that's going on sale January 15th. Cool. All right. How are we doing on time? We oh, my goodness. Are. We only have 10 minutes left. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I can do some big announcements since we're Do it. In. 
So the first one is Parkland by Dave Cullen. This is going to be the, it, look at the cover also, like, I don't know if one of you can hold it, but the cover is beautiful. So Dave Cullen is the New York Times bestselling author of Columbine, who covered the Columbine shooting. And it was, he did such a great job, wrote follow-up pieces, did news for that, but he, during this process, suffered from two bouts of secondary PTSD. So he really took this on, and he thought this would be really hard, but 19 years later, we of course had Parkland, the Parkland shooting, and he saw something really interesting where it wasn't focused on the killer, it was really focused on this never again movement that these kids who survived got to kind of champion like gun rights. And so he goes behind the scenes with these kids and it's so important. I won't spend a lot of time because we don't have a lot, but it's going to be so big. He, it says it burrows into the hearts of these survivors and really shows, I mean, he was there for the first one and he's taking this on and doing a lot to come past all of his PTSD and go with this again. So um, that's Parkland, Dave Cullen. It comes out in February on the one year anniversary of Parkland, the Parkland shooting. Okay. Um, <clears throat> do you want to talk about the lead read? Sure. Uh, the program or our newest our exciting newest. one. Okay. Oh my! I almost knocked our entire tiki hut down. Oh. Um, all right. So we have the last romantics by Tara Conklin. Um, so she wrote the House Girl, which was a New York Times bestseller, um, and that was more historical fiction. This is a little more al along the lines of like Anne Patchett, I would say, where it's following a family, um, a group of siblings, uh, who. One summer when they were growing up, there was this kind of momentous event that took place that shook their their community, and but also brought them far closer together. And it's kind of a mystery what exactly took place, but you just know that it really brought them together. And then you flash forward a couple of decades, they're grown up, uh, and certain truths start to come out about that fateful summer that will kind of shake the bedrock of their their relationships. Um, but it's so insightful and beautifully written, lyrical, um, but yeah, just so much wisdom to it. Um, and again, this is our lead read pick. This is coming, I think, in uh, February. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with our lead read program, it's our uh, it's a program within our sales staff where uh, we vote on one title each season that we really want to blow out in a special way. We just think it has that spark that. Um, that could pave the path towards you know critical and commercial success and we just want people to know about it uh, so for winter 2019 this is the title we decided upon this program started with the nest by Cynthia Diapri Sweeney that Megan Lynch edited that she mentioned earlier um, also news of the world by Paulette Giles um, magpie murders by Anthony Horowitz the women in the castle by Jessica Shattuck amongst others so again just by those titles you know it's they're they're all big deals, um, and this is going to be huge for us. Uh, again, she's just critically lauded, New York Times bestseller, and this is just a beautiful, heartfelt book of, of, about family, essentially. Um, I don't know if there's anything else, Virginia, you want to add she to? She's a great writer. I mean, yeah. we, you know, th it was a, a handful of years ago that she wrote that first book, and um, that was a number one indie next pick, and um, she, she came to the American Library Association. She's based out in Seattle, and just really really great I mean I found some wonderful video of her reading some of this book while she was still working on it and it's just so 
you know, it's like things of quality have no fear of time. So there you go. We we're waiting and it was worth the wait. Um, this is like Chris said, it's like uh, goes over five decades. She did use um, Ann Patchett's um, Commonwealth as an influence in uh, writing this. Um, and it's also compared to Little Fires Everywhere and the Interestings. So think along those lines. It's literary. It's family. Um, kind of like that nest, you know. Nest was, you know, we all love that book. And so, I, you know, she's this, this is just a very smart writer. Um, and uh, as I said, she's worth the wait. So mm -hmm. really excited about this book. That's it. That's what I got to say. Beautiful. Now, let's see. We have Maybe we should do lightning round because we're running out of time. And let's, should we just talk a bit? All right, Lainey sized up this book in one sentence. Chris, can you grab that guy? Lainey? Slow. Well, I'll, hold, I'll hold it. You say your sentence. It's all about living life slow. <laughs> and enjoying life. Enjoying That's probably life. a better way to say it. Yeah, so it's all the sloth philosophy. Have a drink. Uh, it's the little book of sloth, ooh, sloth philosophy. Uh, this book is actually coming out in October, um, and as it's it's the slowest page turner you'll ever read. Um, but who doesn't love sloths? They're fabulous. They're beautiful, um, and they and so this really is um, you know slow it down. And this is this book will tell you how to do it. So all right, that's my how to live your best sloth life by Jennifer McCartney. Do you want to say something? Oh, I'm just. What's our friend's name, Lainey? Sid. Sid. Sid the Sloth. Oh. This is Sid the Sloth. Our friend Jean Marie Kelly with Harper 360, who are who's published. They are publishing this, right? Yes. Yes. So um, cute. So yeah, cute. Yeah, she loves sloths. Yeah. It's Take It Slow Wisdom inspired by sloths, including advice on sleep, more restorative than a 6 a.m. run. I agree. <laughs> Um, eating and exercise, exercise. <laughs> Sloths are the original pioneers of slow food and yoga after all. Uh, lazy people have higher IQs. I must be a genius. Um, the anyway. illustrations are cute. Oh, they're so sweet. I mean, look at this. This is just the cover. So go out there and get yourself a sloth book in October. It's so cute. And you can also, you know, the, Google sloths in Costa Rica, and there's some wonderful uh, organizations where you can actually, you know, support you know, you can buy you can buy a sloth, but you keep it there. You don't bring it home. Don't run, walk, because it's uh, don't run. philosophy <laughs> or crawl. Yeah. All right. Um, what else you got? We should go um, fast, fast. Big I think one. I'm done. Hindsight. Justin Timberlake. Oh my God. Yeah. Little known fact. In Sync was my first concert. Oh wow. Yes. So I love Justin Timberlake. Um, he's from Memphis, which is pretty close to where I'm from, so we hear a lot about Justin in my parts. Um, and he, this book is about his writing process. It's split into different, three different sections, so like his past, his writing, and then reflection. And this is going to be big. 1.1 million likes on his cover reveal on Instagram. That's so, nuts. Yeah, it's very visual and beautiful, and it's going to be big. So. He's apparently a very popular feller. Currently. Apparently. Um, That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. Super awesome. And he's apparently a really <gasps> nice guy. If he'll come into yeah. the office. <gasps> if he came into the office, oh we'd gosh. get him in the Tiki Hut. You don't know how my 10-year-old self would feel. <laughs> I'd freak out a little, too. Mickey's even fanning himself. If Justin Timberlake, <laughs> if you're listening, we want you in this Tiki Hut. Justin. He's totally listening. He's totally listening. <laughs> we'll make you a drink. We will. And uh, you can hold the sloth. <laughs> Anything yeah, you want. Just come to our Tiki Hut so Lainey can fangirl over you. <laughs> All right, go All ahead, right. Christopher. All Is right. that where it's from? What? Fangirl? 
Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, well. I'm going to say it was. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. All right. City of Brass, you know, S.A. Chakraborty. If you don't, this is wow. was a huge release last year um, in November. It was a Library Reads pick. It kind of takes your classic fantasy novel, um, but injects it with Middle Eastern imagery. So it's really fresh, great central character. Um, super fast paced, but yeah, this strong female character who discovers her magical origins uh, and then is drawn into the world of jinns. Uh, and there's warring factions. So there's some political maneuvering. There's some just straight adventuring, kind of, you know, um, a to B, it, it just it has all the classic fantasy elements, but it just feels fresh, and the characters are wonderful. Uh, and in Library Land, people are champing at the bit to However get. However, you make a heart. Yeah, so oh. much heart. So the next one, Kingdom of Copper. Here's the jacket, uh, which is coming in January. Picks up right where the last one left off. There was um, some betrayals. We lost some loved ones. I won't go into more detail. <laughs> Um, and, and now the stakes have been raised and, and, and kind of the situation is coming to a head. So uh, you go back into, the again, the kingdom of these djinns and all the power struggles at play. It's just brilliant. And again, same thing. The world is incredible, but the characters stick with you and you, you absolutely love them and care about them. Uh, while you're on, kind of going on this fast-paced adventure. So this is coming January 22nd by S.A. Chakraborty, The Kingdom of Copper. This is going to be a big deal. I think this is one of the biggest fantasy releases coming next year. Her profile is just skyrocketing. So do check it out. Um, and again, go get a trade paperback copy of Kingdom of, uh, or excuse me, The City of Brass. It's a big one. Give yourself at least a couple days to really bite into it. Um, and you will be so eager for the next one. And when we had um, we had this book at, at at the galley at ALA, oh my God, I never saw anything like it. People were so excited about finding that. When is this coming out? When is it coming out? Honestly, it's been a long time since I've seen you know such a reaction to yeah. the next one. It was it was pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah. All it's right. Getting a lot of caps lock in the comments. <laughs> yeah, love it. So the next one is. Chris and I both are excited about this one. The yes. Huntress. I think you have the Alice Network, which was yes. Kate Quinn's first novel. Um, Kate is historical fiction. If this is a, It was a short list for our lead read as well. Um, so this, if you're a big historical fiction, like Beatrice Williams, you're going to love this. You already love the Alice Network. And it's about a group of women pilots in the Soviet Union, Russia, during World War II. And it kind of goes through different time periods. So the main uh, time period that really focuses on this woman as a pilot, which was based on a true group of people and bits and pieces, which there's a really great behind the book on Edelweiss about it. It's really detailed about all the things she researched. So I would highly recommend that. The night um, witches. They're called the yes. night witches. How awesome is that? Because they would come in at night and sound like witches on brooms is what they say. So cool. It's really cool. Yeah. So she <laughs> she goes through this, this woman, Nina, and she's trying to fight her way into this organization and they're all women. They stayed all it was the only um, country in World War Two that had all women up in the sky. So and then after she comes to um, kind of blows with a Nazi huntress. 
And when the war is over, she wants revenge. And so she teams up with a pair of hunters and they go, Nazi hunters, and they go and try to find her. But then also it goes in and out with a girl named Jordan in Boston. And she gets a new stepmother who might have a past. So it's on the hunt and it's great. There's a PS section, so it's great for book clubs. Yeah, they relieve, uh, so relieve. They revealed that jacket um, mm -hmm. via Reese Witherspoon's book club. Yeah, the, um, the Alice Network was a Reese Witherspoon book club pick. See that little tag right there. This book continues to sell. Like it, it, yeah. it came out over a year ago, I believe, and just continues to sell and sell. And then they revealed the jacket uh, via so Reese cool. Witherspoon, and it. There's a lot of fans, obviously, for the Alice Network. This more than follows up on the momentum that this began. So, uh, again, another highly anticipated sequel. We have a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, so, I could talk all day about this behind the book. It's going to tell you so much about it, so yeah. go check it out. And um, I just want to make sure I have this right. So, in October, we're going to uh, have Kate Quinn in um, the video studio. So... We will send out something. We'll post something on Library Love Fest, but it looks like October 12th is the date. So if you're a fan and you want to hear more from her, uh, check back on Library Love Fest. But mark October 12th as your date, and uh, we'll, we'll give you more information as we have it. Yes. Cool. All right. Um, uh, um, last minute, I have no more. So last minute. Only thing is this event we have to talk about really quickly. The book oh, club yes, girl. please do. Okay, so speaking of fans of Beatrice Williams, Book Club Girl is going to have a Book Club Girls night out, and people are going to come into the office. It's going to be super exciting, featuring authors Beatrice Williams, Lauren Willig, and Karen White, who wrote The Glass Ocean collectively, but they each have books themselves. And Carol Fitzgerald from bookreporter.com is going to moderate a conversation. So they'll be hors d'oeuvres and wine and tote bags and galleys and everything galore. So if you want more information on that on our website when we put all of this information, I will submit a link so you can sign up. And that is on October 17th. October 17th. So they can, Here. so they can, um, they can log on and watch it live. Is that what, the, is that what they're doing? No, they're going to come to the office. It's okay. A big event. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you know what? Check back on Library Love Fest. We want to bring this stuff to you. We know you're all over the place, and we're here in New York, but um, you know we want to take great advantage of the studio, which is wonderful, and bring our authors and our editors like Megan Lynch to you. So uh, lots of stuff going on, um, which you can find about out about on Library Love Fest. Uh, again, the podcast, a new thing for all of us. These guys have done killer interviews with authors. Um, uh, Chris interviewed Lou Burney, the author of November Road Stellar Interview, just really, really wonderful. And Lainey Manny Mays, I should stop saying that because that's not really your name. Lainey Mays. This is about me. Really? Lainey Manny Mays interviewed Sarah. Um, oh my God, I've lost her last name. Sarah McCoy, sorry. Uh, Marilla. Um, so, Marilla, Marilla Green Gables. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, um, anyway, please, please, please go check them out. They're all you can find everything on Library Love Fest. So I'm not kidding you. Those interviews are stellar. So and you have three days to vote for library rates <gasps> for both of those books. Thank uh, you, Christopher. Oh, yes, yeah. Marilla, listen, you guys. Yes, you just have to work in a library. You don't have to have your MLS. You just have to work in a library. Love books, and uh, vote, vote, vote because we want our books on that list. And it does help the books. It does help the authors. But we need your votes. So you can do all of that on Edelweiss through HarperCollins. So and if you have questions about how to do it, just email us and we'll walk you I'll through it. I'll also submit the step. Library Reads link to learn more about that on the website. Too. Cool. 
Good. So, we'll take care of you. I think we're done. Yes. I would like to say this has been the most enjoyable uh, morning for us because we're drinking vodka. <laughs> um, thank you again, Ms. Wilder, for this lovely concoction. And uh, don't forget, you guys, send us your drink recipes, and uh, we'll test them out from here the next uh, month. And then we'll tell you if you've <laughs> won. And then we'll uh, post your picture, post your recipe, and send you some books. So, hope you had a great summer. Here's to a happy fall, and here's to some good books. Chinka, 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 chinka. <laughs>